was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huffman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. <laughs> Lil Baron. How are you? Uh, today's a good day. Good. Today's a good day. Hey, for the next couple of weeks and for the last couple of weeks, we've been mm -hmm. talking a little bit about some of the benefits mm -hmm. for athletes when they register and compete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. I want to continue doing that today. Okay. And I want to touch on the free shuttle service Oh yeah, that is available to all athletes at the games because getting around a new city, <laughs> it can be a little intimidating. Yes, it can. You and I know this <laughs> yes, because we we're actually just getting ready to go to the Asian Pacific Masters yes. games on a recruiting trip. And we're all a little <laughs> bit nervous and in, in anticipation yes. of having to navigate around South Korea yes. and Jeonju. And so we get it. Yeah. It can be very challenging, but whether you're competing for the very first time mm -hmm. or for the 20th time at the Huntsman World Senior Games, let us worry about getting you to yes. and from your hotel and your sports venue. If you're worried about it, we offer a free shuttle service. Yeah. It works by appointment mm -hmm. and you can either call to schedule it by phone or you can schedule it right on our website, mm -hmm. which is seniorgames.net. Couldn't be easier. Now, it is worth noting that the service is available to and from your place of lodging and the sports venues. Yeah. We can't shuttle you around town, take you to the restaurants, <laughs> take you shopping, those kinds of things. We need to be available for athletes getting to and from yeah. their, their sporting venues. But what an easy way to get around. <laughs> and it's all free. It's just part of your registration. Mm -hmm. It's available to every athlete. So keep that in mind. You can learn more about this and other benefits of competing at the Huntsman World Senior Games at seniorgames.net. There you'll also find schedules, rules, and you can even register for the sport of your choice <laughs> at seniorgames.net. Yes. Today's guest, Lil. Yes. Today's guest is 73-year-old Barb Broad. She is a grandmother and a mother of mm -hmm. three from Cleveland, Ohio. At the age of 40, Barb decided to take up running. It just seemed oh, like the right thing yeah. to do, right? <laughs> Five years into running, she ran her very first marathon, which was the New York City Marathon, and that continues to be her favorite race. Barb has now run 23 marathons wow. and has a personal best of three hours and 18 minutes, which is blazing yes. fast. She's run the Boston Marathon eight times, and she's won her age group four of those wow. times, which is incredible. Yes. She also has excelled at Masters Marathons and track meets and set indoor American records for her age group in the 800 meters as well as the miles. So she does it all. Barb, welcome to the yes, show. Yes, welcome. Hi. We are so excited to visit with you and uh, kind of dig into some of your experiences. Well, great, Kyle. I'm 72, not 73. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't want to, I don't want to sell okay. you short on your age. I don't want to sell you short. <laughs> 72 and a half. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a half. Okay. <laughs> well, we're always excited when people age up into the next age group. And so I was trying to just push it just a little bit, a little bit further, but at this point, 
No pushing needed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies, Barbara. We no are problem. so 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 glad to be with you and to chat with you and uh, share a little bit of your story with us. I do want to start off with this. You didn't start running until age forty. Correct. What, what was it that kind of said, hey, now's the time and running's my thing? <clears throat> well, um, I got, to tell you the truth, I got bored with the aerobic dance exercises and step classes that I was doing at my local fitness center. Okay. And um, yeah, it was the summertime and I had enough of, enough of that. So I um, joined my husband. He had been running for a number of years with a small group from that same fitness center. They ran twice a week in the mornings before work. So I, I joined them and I started, I started with that small group and I still see some of them running in the area. Where I yeah. So that's, that was the start for that me. Is awesome. wow. That is fun. Um, there are so many things, so many benefits to running with a group and mm -hmm. to getting in that social aspect of it, the accountability okay. aspect of it. There's so many great things. Did did you feel some of that initially? Um, were, were some of those some of those benefits of the sociality, the, yes. the uh, you know the, the people counting on you to be there? Did that help you keep going? Yeah, it was great. They were very encouraged, encouraging to me because um, um, most of these most of these guys started running in the in the 70s and um late 70s you know in the running boom and they they were very seasoned marathoners and you know anything from 5k's 5k's up so they really did encourage me and um I'll never forget you know one of my friends um he said uh he said you know you're going to do well you have young legs <laughs> so, so I think I think that's helped me. You know, I didn't have the wear and tear on my legs. Yeah, at forty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're starting fresh. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I read off a bunch of marathons that you have run, and obviously, you've had some just incredible success in the marathon world. Um, deciding to do a marathon isn't necessarily something that you just wake up one morning. Right. With, with right. no, you know, no pretext of anything and just say, today's the day I'm running a marathon. Did uh -huh. you kind of build up to it or was it, yes. was it always a goal that you had? How, how did, how'd you get into marathons? Well, um, I started, you know, like I started running with the guy, these guys and some of the girls that met and, um, I did some local races and then, um, the, some of these, you know, guys said, um, let's do the New York City Marathon. And I am from New York originally. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So I was really excited about that. And that was in 1990. I guess they talked about it in 1994, a year before. So um, I got a hold of the Hal Higdon training plan. And I think I was doing between the novice and then I went to the intermediate. And I was super excited. So we all went. It was awesome. We stayed in, you know, the hotel and we had a limo to the Verrazano Bridge. Oh, and, wow. Oh, it was very, it was very cool. So that was my <laughs> first marathon and I was on an endorphin high for about six months, maybe more. So I had to do oh, it. The so I did it the following year too. <laughs> you're just riding that high the next year. Yeah. I do want to talk about that very first experience. You've, you've made the decision, you've been running for a little while. 
Um, obviously, you had to work up to it. You're in your hometown. Uh-huh. Tell me about what's happening in your heart and in your head as you step up to that starting line. Oh, it was just totally amazing. First of all, I grew up about seven, eight minutes from the Verrazano and was watching them build, watching it go up. Oh, wow. That bridge is so amazing. And being at the start line, you know, you're in, you're in your corrals and there's so many people and it was a beautiful day and they play the Frank Sinatra, I, you know, New York song and the (laughs) cannon goes off and it was just amazing. That's a long bridge. I think it was about, it was probably a mile or so, maybe a mile and a half. And then you just go from there. It was so exciting. And the expo was great before, you know, you see the elite runners. It was wonderful. It's awesome. So very first marathon, um, you're, you're out on the course. Everybody talks about the wall that you hit. <laughs> what is it about 21, 22 miles? That's just the place where it's just like, you start to question everything about anything you've ever done. <laughs> you know Did what? that happen to you? Or were you so high running in New York city? You just ran. Yeah, it, it really it it didn't it didn't happen to me in that first new york city marathon i was just taking it all in first of all i knew pretty much the whole course because you know i went to college in new york and i grew up there so it was just amazing five bridges and plus i read a book about the new york city marathon before and um all the highlights and all the points of interest um, no, I didn't hit the wall in that one. I just enjoyed it. I, I ran. <laughs> what was interesting, though, is that this was before the chip time. This okay, was right. be- Yeah, they didn't have that, I believe, until maybe uh, they didn't have. I don't think they had it in 1996 either. It might have been after that, but like right after that. So um, I was pretty happy with I did 346 um, in the marathon, you know, and. Then the following year, I did 341, so I did a little better. And I I did it a couple more times, too, New York. I yeah. love that. And it's, yeah. funny, it's funny that we're talking today because this morning I went running, and I am not a runner. Barb, I need to make this crystal clear to everybody. <laughs> I'm not a runner, but I do wake up once or twice a week, and I'll run a 5K. I'll run just three miles, and I have a little course that I always use. Well, I have two that I really like. One that I know is, you know, exactly a 5k and the other one, I have to like add an extra block in or so to get a 5k. And I was, I finished and I was tired and I was breathing hard. And I just thought to myself, what is a good marathon time? I didn't even, I didn't even remember we were going to talk today, but what is a good (laughs) marathon time? So I'm asking Google, you know, what's a good marathon time? And I'm reading these websites and it was so far out of my realm (laughs) of, of reality uh, but it, it's fun to visit with you because you you ran your first one in three forty, but your personal best is nope. three eighteen. Three forty three forty six was the first. Yeah, but, th- but three eighteen is your personal best, and I- I'm going to say based on the websites that I looked at, that's a very very fast time. Tell us a little bit about that three eighteen. What was that like? Well, that was pretty amazing, and the whole thing about my. You know, my time's going from 341, 346. I did some um, 402, 406. Um, There was a big change in my training. And that Mm -hmm. happened when I was 56 years old. 
And what happened was I called that the second phase of my running life because um, after a number of marathons in the range that I just talked about, I was running with, um, I belong to a, um, a running club called the Southeast Southeast Running Club. It's okay. in Solon, Ohio. It's been around for a long time and we meet on Sundays. So I joined that group in 1998. Um, so I was running with my friend Glenn one day, um, one, on one Sunday and he, after, he said to me, um, so what do you wanna do now? And I, I didn't know what he meant at first, what do I want to do now? He said, do you want to, do you want to run or do you want to race? And he said, I know you have more speed in you and speed training is really going to help you. Um, so I said, okay. I said to myself, <laughs> uh, now Glenn, Glenn is, he was, a, he's my age. He was a standout 800 meter speedster in college and he's known as a trackhead. And, um, I, he said, I want you to meet me at the track, the high school track next week on Tuesday, and um, we'll do some speed work. I said, okay. So it really started there. The thing is, he told me to run around the track fast, two times, 800 meters. And um, uh, I did it. And my lungs were burning for a long time and I had nonstop <laughs> coughing. And I said to him, Glenn, I'm too old to start track now <laughs> and I'm going to die here. And he said, no, you're not. He said, I want you to run it with me and I'm going to pace you. And he did even paces for the 400 meters two times. And it was a whole different feeling. It was great. He said, you went out the first 400 way too fast and you died on the second mm. and I felt good and I said all right what do we have to do <laughs> so <laughs> you're saying you're saying there's so I, a strategy to this thing yeah so I did start um I did start going to the track once a week and um doing speed work and I that made a big big difference now I do want to get uh, into some of your track and field uh experiences before we leave marathons You've run the Boston Marathon eight times, and of those eight times, you won your age group four times. Yes. That's incredible. Just on so many levels, the Boston Marathon, it's the de facto marathon in the world, the biggest <laughs> marathon in the world. There are hundreds of people in your age group, right? Yeah. How does yeah. that feel to cross that finish line and find out, hey, you're the first one in your age group that made it here? It was, it was wonderful. It was, um, I, it was just, it was, it was great. It, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing marathon. You really have to train, train well for it because of the hills. Um, but I felt, I felt good. I had really good training. I had Glenn train me from there on. Um, and um, not only he gave me the track workout on Tuesdays and then a, a th threshold run, a tempo run. And I just started seeing improvement in the in my shorter races as well as the marathons and track. So I really I really loved it. And then I started getting into track. I don't know. It was just it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. I do want to talk about that because a lot of times marathoners, distance runners, they kind of stay distance runners. You've been able to kind of have success in 
uh, shorter distances, which, you know, to most of us, 800 meters is really a short no. distance. That's, that's a pretty long ways to go as well. But uh, you transitioned. Did you run both uh, marathons and these shorter yes. distance tracks at the same time? You just were training for yeah. both of them. I did it at the same time. So I started training on um, in track in 2006. And then um, uh, in, 2000 and, uh, in 2008, um, my, my marathon was, I did, um, Akron, New York, twin, twin cities after that, but I started doing, uh, USATF masters track in 2011. So it's, it all, I was basically, I was doing a national track meet, um, in the same year I was doing a marathon, sometimes a half, but it all, it all helped. The track helped my marathon times really, you know, go down, hmm. get faster. That's awesome. I don't know if you can even answer this and maybe it's not even a fair question, but do you have a preference? Which do you like to do? Do you like to do the track work or do you like to do those long marathons? Oh, I'm a bit of a track head myself to tell you. <laughs> <the truth. laughs> um, I don't do mar my last marathon was um, 20, 2013 Boston. Okay. That was okay. my last one. Um, uh, I think I got tired of putting in all the long miles and the training. I found the half marathon was a lot easier to train for. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I tend to do, I tend to like the half marathon more. I know I won't be doing a marathon anymore. anymore. There's just too much for me, you know, injury. You still do, do have Oh yeah, I'm going to do the. I'm planning on doing the Akron half in September. Okay. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I might, I might venture into track again a little bit and and uh, compete in, um, you know, track. I'll see. I have to see. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm prone to some more injuries, you know, here and there, yeah. and uh, I'll see how it goes. I'm going to do some track work. I'm going to do some speed work training for the Akron half marathon in about, which is 18 weeks. And I'm going to start seeing how I do. Awesome. So you're, you're 72 years old. Let me make sure I get that correct. 72 <laughs> yeah. years old. Um, do you think that you've uh, found your niche or do you think there's still something new for you to try out there that you haven't even uh, done yet? Um, in terms of running? Well, yeah, running or or maybe a different sport. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, you've just you've just been able I'm, to. I'm really, I love I love running so much. It's such a big part of my life. So, I'd like to run until I can't run anymore. Yeah. But um, what's what piqued my interest again in the track was uh, the call from Amy yeah. <laughs> from Huntsman um, talking about you know, doing this podcast. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I've met people in their seventies and eighties and nineties. And even Roger, I forget his name. He was a hundred at these track meets and they continue to inspire me yeah. and they're out there and I'm very competitive and I'm very motivated. So, um, I think I'd, I'd like to do it. You know, it's, I just have to make sure I'm not, I don't get injured and I don't overdo it. Sure. Right. 
And, and we'll see. If I can't, it's fine. I'll just keep running other races, you know, shorter, different races. Yeah, Road different race. races. Yeah. Amy, Amy is our show producer. She's the one who reached out to yep. you. Yes. Um, and uh, certainly we want to continue uh, extending that invitation to come and be a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games for sure. I do want to touch on this. We're running a little short on time, but we sure. know that you're a cancer survivor. Yes. Talk yes. about talk about that, being able to overcome cancer and still get out there and do the things that you love to do. Okay. Well, um, I was diagnosed in um, with breast cancer in... Oh, let's see. Uh, I was 54. So I think it was about 2004. And um, to tell you the truth, um, I wasn't that that shocked. Because my, um, my mom, my mom had breast okay. cancer. So you, so you knew there was a family history there. Yeah. Uh huh. So I wasn't shocked. And knowing me. Okay, so um, what I did was I called my friend, Eileen, who is a nurse, and I said, um, I need to get, uh, I think I need to get a biopsy. Um, who should I see? And if it's positive and I have breast cancer, I want you, she works at the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. And she was in oncology, cancer, um, plastic surgery nurse and in oncology. And I said, I want you to get me the best doctor. And she said, no problem. You will. And I just went from there to tell you the truth. This is sort of sick, but um, <laughs> it, it was, it was February. Okay. So it was February when I was diagnosed and I, I was thinking to myself, um, I'm not going to be able to do the Cleveland marathon in May. <laughs> okay, that's that's all right. And I just we just took care of it. I mean, it was just I was it's me. That's my personality. Yeah. You know? Um and it was it was fine. I mean, I didn't um fortunately, I didn't have I didn't have to have chemo and um I was running easy 6 weeks later, very very easy and short oh. and just went from there. Gosh. That's that is phenomenal. Yeah. That's just phenomenal. Yeah. You make it sound easy. Yeah. I, I, I know that your per, your your personality, your positive attitude certainly contributed yeah. to that, but it's a challenge no matter yeah. what. So congratulations yeah. on that victory. Thank you. And all the other things. We've got about a minute left. Any mm -hmm. advice that you would share with our listeners about how to stay active and how to stay positive in your life? Well, um, definitely having a good you know, some good friends that are positive really, really does help. Um, now, are you talking about in general or in um, sports? Or yes, to all of the above, <laughs> certainly, yes. Okay, well, in terms of running, it's great to run with a group. Yeah. I mean, just to be, you know, the, the social, the camaraderie and it's just wonderful that they become part of your life. I know my running friends are like second family to me. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, just stay positive and keep, keep moving and exercise and, you know, be accountable to someone you're going to meet for a run and just, you know, check out the local, the local racing and, and just go from there. You can really start anytime. I know women that started running in their 50s. And they are fantastic running, you know, runners. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing great. It's never too late. 
I love it's never that. too late to start. And, and I know that you were talking about running, but everything you said applies across the board in right. life. Find good friends, surround yourself with amazing people who lift you up, who hold mm-hmm. you accountable. You hold them accountable as well. Make yeah. each other better. And then, you know, find the things that you love and then just get after it. Yep. So great, great advice. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for yes, joining us thank today. You. You're welcome. We wish you the very best in everything that you do. And we just hope that one of those things that you do <laughs> is to come and visit us in October at the Huntsman World Senior Games. All the best oh, to you. Thanks so much, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Good stuff, yeah, Will. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was. If you like that as much as we did, right. then don't miss our next episode where we're going to speak with Dr. Cynthia Green who is a leading brain health expert who has authored six books on brain wellness mm-hmm. training and whose work has been featured on Good Morning America in the New York Times as well mm-hmm. as in the Washington Post. So stick around next week for that. Just a reminder as well, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but now is the time to register yes. for the Husband World Senior Games. You can do that as well as find schedules, rules, questions, all you need to know at seniorgames.net. Be sure to take full advantage of our early bird pricing. Mm-hmm which will be in effect until August 1st. Right. And remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere Mm -hmm. that you find your favorite podcast. If you happen to be listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating or write a quick review. It really helps us spread the word. And then you can find this and previous shows right on our website. Once again, at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from the late, great Babe Ruth. Mm. And he says, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.